This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to a short podcast special looking at the launch of a brand new book about a turbulent era in the history of Burnley Football Club. This is the No Name Ever podcast. I'm Dave Roberts and earlier this week I went along to Turf Moor for the launch of Dave Thomas's latest book entitled A Director's Tale, John Bond, Burnley and the Diaries of Derek Gill. There was a void at the football club in the early 1980s, following the death of Bob Lord in December 1981, after spending over 45 years at the helm as the club's outspoken chairman. That era was covered in detail in one of Dave Thomas's other recent books, Bob Lord of Burnley. And despite the glory years of the 1960s and a brief recovery in the mid-1970s, it's a matter of record that the club had been allowed to reach a perilous state financially. However, this new book takes a look back at the next four years, from late 1981 through to 1985, which included the appointment of a new chairman, John Jackson, a promotion from the third division as champions, a couple of memorable cup runs in the 1982-83 season, which also ultimately ended in relegation back to the third division, and then the unthinkable, as Burnley eventually sunk to the fourth division for the first time in the club's history. There was also something of a managerial merry-go-round, with Brian Miller being replaced by his assistant Frank Casper in January 1983, and then the appointment of an outsider, the larger-than-life John Bond in June 1983 with his assistant John Benson, who would eventually go on to succeed him. The source material for this book, along with the contemporary newspaper articles, are the diaries of Derek Gill, an accountant by trade who came in as club director in January 1982. Prior to the launch event, I caught up with David Gill, eldest son of former director Derek, to find out more about his late father's role at Burnley Football Club and how the idea for the book came about. 
So I'm here with uh, David Gill, son of Derek, who the uh, book is about, The Diaries. Um, what, how were you involved, David, with the book? What did uh, Dave Thomas say to you to, uh, to get your involvement with, the, with this book? Well, Dave, Dave approached, uh, approached myself and he approached Dad a couple of years ago, and Dad was uh, not very well at the time now. Uh, but basically, he, Dave wanted to write the book because he thought there's a, there's a book to be told here with, Derek's, with my dad's diaries. Uh, but my involvement mainly was to coordinate with David the book to affirm everything that was that was said. And basically, to not just to proofread it, as every chapter was written, I, I, was, I was part of it, of course. So that's mainly the involvement. The, the book has been written by Dave himself. Yeah. Uh, there's hardly been any, any editing at all because a lot of it's come from Dad's diaries as well, which is, which was, is, is there anyway, so... And what were your memories of that time then, this sort of a turbulent time for the club in the early part of the 80s? Oh, well, what do you remember of that? Well, Dad joined in 19, joined the board. He was asked to join when Bob Lord, when Bob Lord died. Uh, and he was invited to join the board, and he, he felt it such a great honour to do that. So that was from 1981 to 1985. And it was a turbulent time. We got promoted in the first season from the third division. Then we got relegated. We had famous cup ties against Liverpool, the semi-final of the League Cup, and we got to the sixth round of the FA Cup, but we got relegated. And thereafter, then John Bond came to, to the club, and that was a turbulent time. We got relegated the following season, but the boardroom turmoil, the boardroom was in turmoil at the time. Uh, Dad and John Jackson uh, had different views of how the club should be run, and it wasn't a happy time in the boardroom then, and by the end, uh, in 1985, Dad resigned. He couldn't work any longer with them, he said. But my involvement there at the time, I was with Dad all along. I was a young man at 24 at the time when he started. We worked together. As every day went by, Dad consulted with me and told me everything, so there's nothing I didn't know what was going on at the, uh, from the books I knew at the time. So I guess it brings back quite a few memories for you then in terms of uh, the, the, the book and the, the, the words of your father being uh, brought to life, Absolutely. if you will. Absolutely, a lot of memories. Uh, even though it started, it was 40 years ago, my memories are still so vivid. We went to most games, lots of times I went together with Dad. Many a time I was in the boardroom with Dad, not just in Burnley, but uh, on away games. And uh, the, the memories, there's some fantastic memories and some unhappy ones, because I know Dad's frustration at the time, which eventually led to his, his resignation. And when he did resign, it broke his heart. It absolutely broke his heart. Uh, but uh, eventually he, he, came, he came to terms with it eventually, but it took a long, long time because of his love for the club as a young boy himself. And only myself really knows what it meant to Dad to be a director of that football club. It meant everything to yeah. him. Yeah. And I guess people don't see that side, do they, when there's the, the people involved in the club? And I guess they get quite a lot of abuse from uh, from, from supporters oh, from time to time. Absolutely. <laughs> Directors always got abuse from the chairman, of course, if, if things aren't going right. Uh, but from a financial perspective, Dad, the, the club was penniless when Dad came. Uh, just after Bob Lord died, we were second from bottom of the third division with absolutely no money. Uh, we managed to get promoted that season following a great run. Uh, and then we got, the year after, that's when we, uh, we got relegated again. Then John Bond came. 
So it was a really turbulent time, but uh, it was when I say it was fun, it, it, it was uh, it was never boring, should we say? No. And I'm sure that comes across in the book. Yeah. It does. The book's mainly about three people: Dad, John Bond, and John Jackson. Brilliantly written by Dave Thomas, I have to say. It goes up, up towards uh, the 1987 and thereafter when Dad left. Uh, there were times when Dad thought he was coming back to the board to help, but that didn't happen. Uh, probably a clash of personalities between him and John Jackson was, was the main issue. Dad never suffered fools gladly. Uh, he honestly believed and thought he could run the club better. He wanted to become chairman. That was never to be. He was the managing director, but he did like to... He, he, he did seek the chair, but it, it, it never happened. And uh, he, he resigned at the end because he felt he couldn't work any longer with these people. And it's all, it's all in the book. It's all in the book. Well, look forward to seeing that. Thank you for your uh, input, David. You're welcome, David. Thank you. There were around 100 people present at the launch event at Turf Moor, including the author, Dave Thomas, and David Gill, along with other members of the Gill family. There was also an appearance from the current chairman, Alan Pace, and former chairman, Barry Kilby. Among the former players of that era, from the early 1970s, were Captain Martin Dobson and also Derek Scott. At this point, I'll let Dave Thomas tell you a little bit more about the book, as well as some further insight from David Gill. Gentlemen, if you've not got your drink, just queue up and listen while you're queuing. I'll introduce David Gill, a lot of the Gill family are here this morning. David, I think, is a senior Gill member, would you say? He's in charge of the purse strings. It's, we thank David for hosting this little event. So, David, a few words from you, and then I'll just mention a few announcements. Thank you very much, David. First of all, thank you to you all for coming. To this, to this event, the book launch of my father's, my father's book. Yes, very humble and very grateful that you've, uh, that you've, that you've all come. This, Dave Thomas has, has written a great book about, uh, mainly about Dad's time at the football club, a director's tale it's called, mainly involving John Jackson and John Bond and my dad from 1982 to 1985, which would be like a trilogy. But I have to say, sadly, obviously, Dad can't be here. It was first muted by David uh, at the time when Dad was uh, getting rather poorly. And when I said to him, Dave Thomas wants to write a book about your diaries, Dad, in his own usual way, said, well, I hope he consults me first before he writes anything. <laughs> Dad, it wouldn't be any different. But sadly, we didn't get that far, of course. But uh, it's from Dad's diaries, extracted from them, most, most of it. And, it's a very proud moment for me and, and uh, my brothers and, and sisters, I think, today, to have a, a book written about Dad, essentially, because we all know, and I certainly know, and my family know, what the football club meant to Dad, and what it means to us, uh, as his generation of sons, grandsons and our great-grandsons, uh, Berlin Football Club is in our blood, it's in our life, it was in Dad's life ever since he was a young man. So, and when he became the director of the club. I know uh, when he was asked, I know what it meant to him. He was following uh, the legend that was Bob Lord when Bob Lord died and left the club basically penniless, which he was. Uh, Dad was asked by the bank to come to the football club to do a report, which he did, and he was invited onto the board. And the report he did, of course, in the book, was a labour of love for him, an absolute labour of love. 
there's me really, and I think the family do know that I really did know what it, what it meant to Dad to be a director. And it was turbulent times for him. Uh, it only lasted four years, but uh, in those times we had great ups and downs at the club, promotion, relegation, coupled with the Liverpool semi-final, the Sheffield Wednesday quarter-final, and then John Bond came, and that was turbulent. But I think the good thing about this book is it will dispel a lot of myths about John Bond. It's in Dad's own words, because Dad was there, a lot of people, uh, typically football, would uh, say, I know what's going on, I've heard this and somebody told me this. But trust me, whatever's in the book is the facts about John Bond and what happened in the club. Dad bore his responsibility, it wasn't all John Bond's fault at the time. It was, uh, he didn't spend the money himself, it was agreed by the board. But at the end, it's a, it was a story, it's a story of love and a story of failure in the end. Because Dad, in his own words, failed, he had to resign, he couldn't work with him anymore. Uh, and it broke his heart. Absolutely broke his heart. When he left the club, it took about 15 years, I think, for him really get to come back to the club. And he did at the end. The end. His very, the very last match he ever saw was sat with me, just the two of us against Newcastle, when it was on the television in October 2020 during the lockdown. And he died a couple of weeks later. But he brought himself. He reconciled himself back to the club. Uh, that he loved. So it was a labour of love. It's a, we're so grateful on behalf of my brothers and my sisters and my son and my grand and nephews that Dave has written this book about Dad. And I'm so grateful that uh, you've all come today to, to support to support myself and, and my family on Dad's legacy about Burley Football Club. And enjoy the day. Thank you. So all that remains for me to do if you want to discover more about this era of Burnley FC's history, is to leave you with a reminder that the book is out now via Pitch Publishing and will also be available at the club shop, as well as being in bookstores and major online outlets including Amazon. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back very soon with all the usual preview and analysis shows as Burnley battle for Premier League survival. I've been Dave Roberts and this has been a book launch special from the No Near Never podcast. Until next time. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.